knocked on the stepson's door and bedroom door and he wouldn't answer. And I said, you know, I, I know you're in there. I know you're. I know you're in there, you little pothead. Yes. (laughs) I was trying not to say that. You're listening to the Nacho Kids podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. David, it's the end of the year. Thank goodness. Why do you say thank goodness? Because it's just been a continuation of 2020 in most cases. Like, I want to get as far away from 2020 as I can get. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, there's some challenges involved in that. And, you know, everybody's still freaking out about the virus. That's, you know, there's every time you things calm down, there's a new strain and more craziness happens. And, you know, depending on where you live in the world, it's very concerning. And the other places is no concern at all. Mm-hmm. It's very and, confusing. Yeah. And so it's, you know, we live in one of the places where there's little concern. And so it's very difficult to sometimes remember <laughs> that in some case, in some places in the world, um, people are still very panicked about it. They're still on super lockdown and there's all this stuff going on. Um, because we don't personally experience a lot of that around here. Mm-hmm. And, um, so aside from that, you've got all that stress. We've talked many times about how this has really put a lot of stress on blended families because it's put kids at home more often. Um, it's in some cases, the uh, even the extended family have moved in together or you've had other health issues or, uh, you know, somebody got COVID and they were in the hospital for a while. I mean, just everything that could possibly be a problem gets magnified. Yeah. Like if little Johnny's sick, does he go to the other parent's house? Is the stepmom at the other parent's house going to say, no, he can't come? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you remember, not that this is going away, but when this really first started happening, it was there was a lot of people saying, well, you know, you can't send little Johnny back home from his mom's because he might have COVID. And I mean, it's just a bad place to be in. But, you know, you certainly can't expect a parent to say, well, uh, my kid can't come back. <laughs> until after COVID's over, because I don't know that there will be a COVID's over thing. And if it's not that, it'd be, it may likely be something else. And so it's just things you need to navigate uh, and, and be very understanding about how that's going to function. I understand all the complexities around it. And oftentimes there's not a good answer. There's just the best answer for the moment. Right. And it's still an issue. We see it every day in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, let's get off that. Now, now you know why I said thank goodness. (laughs) The last winner of this year of the Sylvia Krakauer Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship. Please don't be a name you can sing by. It's not, and I'm sad about it. (laughs) Darn it. Lufka. Oh, I know that song. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, Lufka. You have won a free month of the Nacho Kids Academy via... The Sylvia Krakauer Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship. All right. And this is actually the last Sylvia Krakauer Scholarship. Oh, so sad. But don't fret, people. We have a sweet lady named Linda Dunham who has 
also provided us with scholarships for you. Heck yeah. Man, I love it when these people step up and do that. It's amazing. It is amazing. And it shows that they have faith in the method and in us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where people sometimes say, well, if I just knew a way I could help other people, I would certainly do it. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. If you want to help, then that's a a way to do it. Yes. So, David, before we get into this episode, what is your New Year's resolution? To not have a New Year's resolution. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any. Uh, yet I have, I'll come up with some goals for the year, but I don't do resolutions. Okay. That sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know what those goals are yet because my, you know, a resolution is to resolve to do something, but typically my resolve dissolves pretty quickly. (laughs) Most people's do. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about our guest today. All right. Our guest today is the same guest we had last week. Yay. This is part two of the Michelle podcast interview. Part deuce. For those that did not hear about part one, I'll give you a brief rundown, but you really should go back and listen to part one, Mm -hmm. which is episode 134. I do have to add a disclaimer to this part. There is mention of a suicide attempt. Mm. So that's our disclaimer. Michelle and her husband, Michael, who was on episode 84, have been blending for four and a half years. She has five stepkids, stepdaughter 25, stepson 24, stepson 18, and two adult stepkids in Texas that they don't really have a lot to do with. And she has one bio son that is 16. Goodness. We start off by talking about the stepson 24 and stepson 18 living at home. (laughs) This ought to be good. Oh, it's good. Even though we had a part one and a part two, we did not talk about the in-laws. So we're going to have to have a part three. Oh, boy. I think that we could just make her own podcast. (laughs) We're going to call it the Michelle podcast. And the Michelle show. Michelle show. (laughs) It's the Michelle shocker. The Michelle shocker. Yeah, you know, like shell shocked. Yeah, I I get it. (laughs) We often talk about Christmas songs and things like that. There is a New Year's song. Oh, really? Oh, oh, talking about Old Lang Syne? Yeah. Okay. It originated um, from It's a Wonderful Life. (laughs) 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 I don't don't know. I don't know where it originated. I would imagine it's some, some Latin song. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a Scottish song. I was close. (laughs) (laughs) And the words are attributed to Robert Burns. And that's all I know about it. He's brother of George Burns. He is not. (laughs) You making up stuff. Because the next thing you'll know, you'll say, oh, and he's related to sideburns. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with carpet burns. (laughs) (laughs) You snorted, (laughs) and I got it on tape. (laughs) Anything that we would like to talk about? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yes, next year in April, we are doing a couples conference with Laura Petherbridge in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you would like to see me and David 
and hang out with some awesome people, including us. In a pair of boots? Oh, yeah. You got to wear boots in Texas. (laughs) Boots in Texas. Boots in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Then go to lauraPetherbridge.com slash events and sign up now. Cool. I'm doing it. (laughs) I'll be there. You'll be there. I'll be there. That's a song. Yeah, I know. You want me to sing it? No, I don't want you to say. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I've been watching too much America's Got Talent stuff. Well, you don't have talent. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes it so fun. You know, what makes it so weird is that for a long time, I could not get you to record yourself doing a podcast. Because you hated your voice, and now you're singing on a podcast, <laughs> which is like, you know. That's nobody, to distract from my voice. <laughs> nobody in their right mind wants to hear either of us singing on a podcast. <laughs> now look, that's not true. It is true. I don't want to hear you singing. You're not everybody. I'm everybody in, that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, God did not bless me with a singing voice. Nope. And that's okay. It's more like fingernails on a chalkboard. David, you're going to make <laughs> me sing on purpose. That's okay. I'm right there with you. I can't sing either. But why you got to be ugly about it? I can rap. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> David can rap. Rap for us, David. No. I'm going to wrap up this show. Here we go. <laughs> <You ready? laughs> no, I want you to rap for the people. Uh, no, I have to be in a certain, I have to be in the flow. All right. Well, maybe I can get Johnny Blocker on here with you and y'all can do a I don't, little rap session. Yeah, I don't do freestyle rap. I can't make up my own stuff. I just I just regurgitate 80s rap. That well, I regurgitate something. <laughs> <laughs> do it. No, I can't. Just a little blurb. Mm-mm, I can't do it. Please. No, ma'am. David, all of our listeners are waiting. You come to Texas and I'll do it. Okay. He said it, y'all. Let's wrap it up before he changes his mind. (laughs) All right. Let's get into this interview then before we (laughs) sidetrack it too much more. And then we'll all be Michelle shocked. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But first, here's a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. So you've got the stepson that's 24 and the stepson 18 that are both living with you. Mm-hmm. The 18-year-old is a senior in high school. Okay. What about the 24-year-old? How do you handle an older stepchild living in your home? Do we need to make this part two of the Michelle podcast? Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, Lori, I, I would say it's been a work in progress. Because how I, we almost have stepson 24. We almost have part one and part two, because when my husband and I first got married, he had graduated high school, my stepson, and he didn't want to move. So he stayed in North Carolina. 
and did not move with the younger stepson and my husband. And so we, we just thought that was going to be how it was. And then about three months later, he showed up and said, well, I want to go to college. Can I move in? So I really felt like, well, you know, I feel like I, I can't tell a 19, my husband's 19 year old son. No, you can't move in. (laughs) Right. So I said, sure, of course. And we had so many issues. I had to learn how to nacho just as much because of the older stepson as because of the younger stepson. Because what was happening is things really started going downhill in the blend much quicker after the older stepson moved in. Really? Oh, yeah. And what we didn't realize, well, I realized it a lot sooner than my husband, but what became obvious over time is that the older one was really driving a wedge between like uh, what I like to say is he was literally was poisoning the well, so to speak Uh with the younger stepson. And I think there were a lot of loyalty binds with the late mother Mm -hmm. and he just wasn't having it. And he would actually, you know, we learned this as things went on is that he would just tell the the younger stepson, the older would tell the younger, you don't have to do what they tell you. What are they going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. If you want to go drink with your friends, go drink with your friends, just tell them and go, what are they going to do? Yeah. And literally that, that type, type of thing was happening. And so things just kept getting worse and worse. And we learned later that this was going on. And there came a point where things were so bad. And this is what drove really cemented because I had been doing small steps. I'd done a lot of research and came across the nacho kids method. And what really drove me into, okay, I've got to seriously do this. Like I've got to join the Academy at this point. I've got to do whatever I've got to do or else I'm going to end up living separately and dating my own husband Mm -hmm. because it got to the point with the older stepson where I had to just say, okay, at this point with the drinking and the using drugs inside our house, while my bio son is here in the house, it cost me the custody of my son. Right. So yes. And, and that was just, you know, that was so hard. And it was, it was hard on me watching my husband because he was just, it was literally breaking him apart, you know, having to face up these things that were going on and having to deal with, okay, my, my sons are literally trying to break up my marriage, mm-hmm. like purposefully, right? Like, like they're actually out here trying to to work a plan and trying to make my wife leave me or make me leave my wife. Mm-hmm. And there was one point where it had been a couple different times that I knew the older son was using drugs in the house because I could smell it. Mm-hmm. And remember, I was told you I was an investigator early on. Yes. <laughs> um, as my job. So I could identify lots of drugs by smell. And I finally said to my husband, this is, this is it. You've had conversations with him 
you've had your talks. This is what's going to happen. Either you, and now looking back, I could have handled this so much better, but mm -hmm. what, whatever it is that got me to the Academy, got me to the Academy. I, so I said to my husband, you need to go tell him that either he goes, either the drugs go out of the house tonight, or he can go with his drugs out of the house. One of the two, because this is it. We're done. I'm not losing custody of my son. We've already discussed this. We've been, we've tried to work it out and do all these other things. And that, that's just it right now. And I watched my husband crumple into a ball. And now this is going to make him sound like he's the, like a really weak, wimpy man. And he he's not, not. We know better. No. Yeah. Well, the, your listeners don't know, but he's podcast 84. <laughs> <laughs> The big Eskimo. So I watched him crumple into a ball into our bed and sob. Oh. And he actually was unable to get up. And I said, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tell him. And if you don't like that, I'm going to tell him what I just told you that either he leaves that, that either the drugs go out of my house tonight or he goes out of my house with his drugs. And if you're not going to agree with me or if you have something to say about that, then you need to go get your other son and you need to go to all of you because I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not losing custody of my son. Yeah. And then, of course, he sobs more. And I just thought I'm at my breaking point. So I, knocked on the stepson's door bedroom door and he wouldn't answer and i said you know i i know you're in there i know you're i know you're in there you little pothead yes exactly. <laughs> i was trying not to say that because i don't want to um you know it's illegal in a lot of places and i don't want to i'm not judging people you know um that's up to y'all y'all do you but I'm not. You do I'm you, not, boo. That's right. Y'all do you, but I'm not getting up to custody of my son because somebody else need to, need to smoke some weed in my house. Okay, I, I, I got to have my standards and that's going to be one of them right there. That's a hard boundary. So I just knocked on the door and I said, I know you're in there. I know. I know you're in there smoking weed. Hence, I guess we can say that on the podcast. So either you can come out here. You got two minutes to get out here and get the drugs out of my house. Or you don't want to do that that's fine you're a grown man you can take yourself and the drugs out of my house and then he didn't say anything and I said and before you start texting your dad I already told him if he didn't like it he can get your brother and him and you all can go out of the house because I'm not losing custody of my son over this we talked about it mm -hmm. and then about 30 seconds later the door opened and now he came and flushed the drugs and really Oh, yeah. And then right up. Well, now I know, Lloyd, that this is going to come as a shock. <laughs> you, okay. So just okay. be prepared. Be prepared. I'm sitting down. All right, girl. But put the, put the seatbelt on. All I'm right. About to, I'm about to and get your crash helmet ready because I'm about to drop the knowledge, drop the truth on you. All right. Click, click. It's ready. You ready? <laughs> I'm because ready. Because I am not a person. I do not mind making a boundary. I do not mind if you get mad at me. And if I tell you that's it, I'm done. This is what we're doing. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So he had been around. It had been enough time that he knew that about me. He knew you didn't play. Yes. He knew when I said, and by the way, in case you're in there texting your dad, just know that before I walked down this hall and knocked on this door, I already told him he didn't agree. Then 
get the other one up and y'all get to step in. Yeah. So, and that sounds, <laughs> that sounds horrible. And I could have found it. Listeners, please do not handle it like that. You could, yes. you could do better. The <laughs> yeah. Nacho Academy will teach you better. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> but that's what drove me to the Academy. And now I had been learning some nachoing tips. Like I had read, I've been listening to the podcast, which were super helpful. And I'd come a long, a long way. And I'd been kind of nachoing as much as I knew how to in in small things, little mm-hmm. ways, you know, things like dirty dishes or dirty clothes or, you know, oh, there's dirty clothes in the living room. I just, you know, throw them in the kid's room and shut the door type of, of thing. Right. Or just ask the husband to pick it up or whatever. So those type of things I was starting to learn a little bit, but you really can't learn. And this is just my opinion, everybody. I don't work for Nacho Kids Academy. I'm not on a commission. <laughs> I'm not getting a bonus. Although, although I'm open. I'm just saying, I'm not taking money off the table. The girl's open, okay? You really need to be in the academy to really learn how to nacho properly and learn how to actually use it properly. Because what I learned after being in the academy for a while is one of the reasons it was so bumpy going in the beginning is because I didn't understand the difference between nachoing and disengaging and stepping back and letting my husband parent or which would be an, an example of like, Oh, I see the stepkids didn't, you know, left their dirty dishes were eaten in the living room and left their dirty dishes and trash here on the couch. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought nacho wing was going to, before I learned properly how to do it. I thought that was telling my husband, um, look here, uh, <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, the, the cute blonde one, Boy then left all his nasty trash and half-eaten food crust over here. I'm going to need you to get him and go make him clean that up. <laughs> so, Because I thought that's what you're supposed to do because I wasn't doing it. I wasn't telling the kid. I didn't realize. That's called mm-hmm. parenting by proxy. And yes. then I would say, and I'm going to need you to do it right now. And if he gives you any lip, uh, this is what I think the appropriate punishment would be. <laughs> so uh, You were I doing learned, everything for him. Oh, yes. I was. So basically I was, you know, dragging him around by the the nose hairs and going, sorry, honey, now people know you've got nose hairs <laughs> and saying, this is how you're going to parent. You're going to do it my way on my schedule and, you know, or else. Right. You can live with stepmomzilla. So, <laughs> oh, you just gave us a new phrase. <laughs> stepmomzilla or stepzilla. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. So once I learned, you know, once I actually started to properly learn the method, and I had already told my husband that once we had the whole, either all y'all, either the drugs got to go or all y'all got to get up out here and go, but don't take the dog. Cause I like the dog now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I straight up told him that the dog stays all y'all, all the rest of y'all. <laughs> I learned that, oh my gosh, I need to learn how to do this method. And I told my husband, I'm going to nacho these kids. And he's like, what? And I said, I'm on nacho up. And and he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, honey, it's a play on words. It's because they're not your kids, not your kids. Just, just, I just need you to listen to me. Um, well, not your, these kids. And I'm going to need you to, to take care of things. And he was not for it in the beginning. He thought it was just mean and I didn't love his children. And I just wanted to make them feel left out. And if I would just do some activities and spend some quality time with them, 
and just love them more. If, yes. If I would just love them unconditionally and continue to show them unconditional love, then everything would be fine. Now forget about the fact that the cute blonde one shoved me in the kitchen and you did nothing. Forget about that. Oh, he shoved you in the kitchen? Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother. We need three podcasts. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, you know, for none of that's the problem. The problem is that you don't love him like you love your son. And and they probably feel bad because they've lost their mom. And they see you, like, sitting with your son and hugging him and, you know, doing this, that, and the other and laughing and having your little mother-son inside jokes. And if you would just do that with them, everything would be fine. And so I just said, well, I'm sorry that you don't agree, but this is what I'm planning to do. And I'm joining the Nacho Kids Academy. And this is how it's going to be. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry if you don't agree with it, but this is it. I'm just, I had to, I had to put my my boundary. I had to go like, nope, this is Mm -hmm. it. I've drawn the line. But then what happened is once I actually learned how to do it correctly, things started to turn around, I would say fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would say, in my opinion, they turned around quicker. I would say, from my point of view, it made a much faster recovery and started turning for the better. You know, the, the ocean liner started slowly turning. I noticed it much sooner than my husband, but that's because he wasn't hearing. They didn't do certain things with an earshot of him or so that he could see. It was rare. That Mm -hmm. they would, I'm not going to say never, but it was rare. Like they wouldn't say certain things or slam the door and throw stuff and cuss and call me names and stuff when he was there. So he, thank God I had enough sense not to tell him that and not show that in the beginning. Because that would have probably brought things even to a quicker end. Because I, in the beginning, there's no way he would have believed that his a sweet baby who used to make um, YouTube videos preaching to people about how they should love God because God loves them. That gosh, that sweet, my, you're ripping my heart out. <laughs> he, that sweet, sweet baby would you know slam the door and kick a hole in the wall and call his stepmama you know filthy names that would embarrass an, a sailor. <laughs> he he wouldn't have believed it. He just wouldn't. So I'm glad I never did tell him that exactly but as soon as I started to properly learn how to nacho even though I stunk at it so bad at first oh my gosh I look back and I still mess up but now but looking at the way I'm able to handle things now compared to how I handled them in the beginning even nachoing in the beginning I mean it's like a 90 degree you know we just made a hard right turn it is hugely different Mm -hmm. so I just feel like I started to see that relief because suddenly if I looked at the stepson and breathed in his direction you know had the nerve to be taken in air on the planet in his presence that that didn't mean he was going to slam the door and throw things at the door and and whatever that stopped happening Right. Really started slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. And once a little bit of the tension started to ease off and my stepson wasn't threatening to leave and threatening to run away. He did run away before he told my husband before, if you don't divorce her so we can move back 
to our old home and have our old life, then, you know, I'm going to run away or I'm going to do, you know, this or that. And thankfully, my husband said, well, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but no, I'm not going to divorce my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're going to stay married and nothing that you do is going to be able to change that. So then he got mad and marched right, walked away from his dad, went to the other room, grabbed an extension cord and very loudly and with much commotion, tried to hang himself from the ceiling fan in his bedroom. Oh, my gosh. And everyone listening, I do not. I mean, I'm making light of it now, but I am trained in trauma. If I had thought there was any danger that he would harm himself, I would have called the crisis services immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not um, recommending to anyone that you ignore your um, child's or anyone's threats to harm themselves at all. But if you're telling your parent, you divorce her and so we can move home and go back to our own old life or else. And then you march straight into your room and with much commotion, do something like that. You know, you have to know that while the intent, I mean, he was definitely trying to protest and say, I'm unhappy. This isn't working. Nobody's listening to me. Mm -hmm. You know, even if we were listening to him, he didn't feel heard. Right. So he was just doing that. That was the only way at that point that he knew to demonstrate that. So. After we got past that and I learned how to nacho and we also, you know, I was getting more proficient. And so we got some counseling, some, my stepson had some individually, and then the counselor met a couple of times. We actually had two different counselors and the first counselor met with us a couple of times as a group. It was super uncomfortable for all of us. Um, We were definitely not ready to do that at that point. Mm-hmm. We did do that with a different counselor later when it was, you know, when we were more ready, I think each of us to try to do something like that. But while all these movements and things were happening after the big crisis. So after the weed crisis and the arrests and the car stealing and the running away and the police calling you and the crash cars and the, after all that and the, the, um, cry for help, suicide attempt and running away and all that. After all that happened and I actually started learning how to properly do the method and we got some counseling. Then all of a sudden my husband was like, Hey, wait a minute. There might be something to this. (laughs) Let me hold on, hold on, stop the bus. Let me open the door. Let me get on. Let me get on the bus. So then once he got on the nacho bus, we've been cruising And, um, things have just been getting better. That's not to say we don't have ups and downs. It's not easy. We're having some struggles right now. It doesn't look like the 18 year old is going to graduate high school this year. So that's something that we're dealing. I say we're dealing with it because as a blend, we're dealing with it, but I mean, it's primarily my husband and, you know, my stepson, Mm -hmm. but then my husband and I do talk and, you know, I have some boundaries that for me are, you know, I'm willing to fight and die on this hill boundaries. And then some are, are more fluid, like, which is hard to let go of because if, if you come from that type of, of background for me and our home education was number one, especially once your capabilities were established. So for, for my son, 
when he went to kindergarten, he already knew how to read. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everybody's like, oh, sure he did. I promise y'all out there in podcast land, the boy (laughs) knew how to read. They tested him. He was already on about a second, third grade level in kindergarten when he started kindergarten. So with all the testing or whatever, he has been gifted. They don't start you in kindergarten where we are by first grade. So for me, there was not a reason for him to come home with a bad grade. Right. And I already know that you're in the top 3% of students in the USA in your age. We don't need to have a conversation about why do you got this B. Either Mm -hmm. you didn't study or you weren't prepared or you rushed. Those are the reasons. Okay. Right. Because that to us in our, in my home where I grew up, academics were number one, because that was the only way we didn't have any sports stars in our house. Nobody was, we didn't have anybody who was going to win that Heisman. We didn't have anybody (laughs) who was going to, you know, shoot those three pointers. You know, I'm about five foot nothing, five foot one and a half. So I'll, you know, I mean, I did do some sports. I was in the Junior Olympics, but I was not going to get a scholarship like that. So that was very important in our house and instilled the grades mattered. You know, the number on the paper mattered. Well, Mm -hmm. for my husband, that wasn't a big deal in his house growing up. It just wasn't. As long as you graduated and you didn't get arrested, it was all good. It was fine. Everybody was happy. We're just we're out here eating pasta salad and having a picnic in the cool breeze, wearing, you know, a beautiful hat. Yeah. Kentucky Derby Day. It's all good. If you just don't get arrested <laughs> and you hopefully don't get anybody pregnant or get pregnant and you graduate high school, that's all we need from you. Yeah. So, not asking a lot. Yeah. So it was really hard for me. And some people are probably out there going, why do you care what grades they made? Because his kids are smart. My stepkids are not without the capacity. They just don't want to do the work. And then my husband doesn't want to hold them accountable. Right. So I had to just let go of that. And so it's not easy to nacho things that you hold like in your personal value system that are very important to you. It's hard to nacho that in somebody else. It is hard to be living in a house where you know, your bio kid is on track to be a national merit scholar and your step kid is truant. Quite literally, we're the, their parent is having to go to meetings at the school because they skip school and they're, you know, failing Mm -hmm. and maybe not graduate. It's really hard. So I don't mean to make it sound like it's, you know, easy peasy, but you know, it's a choice of, I can get stressed out that his standards, my husband's parenting standards and expectations are not the same as mine, make everyone in the house miserable, or I can let him fix what he broke. Because you know what? Guess what? He might not even think it's broken. Right. He might think that three-legged cart is just <laughs> riding fine. Okay. It might just only be me that thinks it's rickety. Uh-huh. And, and needs a new a new wheel, right? Right. So those are my choices. I can either let him worry about his standards and how they're enforced and what he expects and try to have some type of peace and happiness, or I can make everybody in the whole house miserable trying to make everybody live up to my standards and have the same rules. 
Mm-hmm. That to me, that's a recipe for disaster, and that's one of the best things. You couldn't have convinced me before because you know I was going to be the best mom in the world, and surely somebody was going to come and give me some award for being the super stepmom. Yeah. So I was positive that that would um, be how it worked out. They just don't have your new address. There, that's what it is. That's what's holding it up. I knew it. I knew it. So you couldn't have convinced me that I was going to have to just say, no, everything doesn't have to be the same and everybody doesn't have to follow the same rules. And you just couldn't have convinced me. It would, you would not, I would not have agreed to that for a second. And if Mm -hmm. I would have known what it was going to take to be in a blend, my husband and I both have said it to each other and in front of others, had we have known what, what we were going to face and getting ourselves into, we would not have done it. Now that doesn't mean we wouldn't have had a relationship, but we probably would have done something more like let's just date and, and be closely associated. (laughs) (laughs) There you go with that word again. Let's just remain close associates (laughs) until these kids graduate from high school and get up out of here. Mm -hmm. uh, we, We just, we just wouldn't have, but I just can't say enough about how, much the principles work if you actually learn how to apply them properly. Mm-hmm. And I know we love to say, um, and it is true that, you know, you, you nacho what causes you stress and you, you nacho just what you need to nacho. And then you draw your boundaries on the things that you're really willing to, to fight it out for. Like if you're not willing to go all the way to this could end the relationship because it's that important to me, then maybe I'll just consider, you know, finding a way to nacho that or come to some acceptable ground. Right. But they're really, I don't know how people step parent and not nacho. I see these beautiful step families putting their stuff up on their Instagram and I'm all like, Girl, look at Carlene on there. Look at all the kids wearing matching clothes and everything's ironed and all their hair is neat and they're all smiling at each other. Uh, <laughs> why? That's not how my step family looks. We're over here worrying about somebody stabbing another one in the back with a fork. Uh huh. And if I wouldn't have learned a nacho, I don't know how I would have made it. You, you couldn't have convinced me going into this thing that I would have to say out loud don't try to cut each other's hair with a weed eater. <laughs> if you would have said to me, now listen here, listen here, Michelle, you're going to need to say this in your life. Here's some things you're going to need to say. You're going to need to say, stop trying to sneak out the window. <laughs> no, you can't sneak your girlfriends in the room, even if they come through the window, because even though they didn't come in the in through the door, they're still in my house. Uh-huh. Or three, stop trying to cut each other's hair with the weed whacker. <laughs> uh, just none of those things you could have convinced me uh-huh. would have happened. But here we are, <laughs> living the dream. I'm living the dream. Yeah, you should have known that was coming, though. Oh, in my crystal ball, I knew. I knew <laughs> what I was getting into, girl. I knew it. You knew that weed whacker was coming. I knew it. <laughs> well, Michelle, I could talk to you all night. <laughs> I really could. I have laughed so much during this podcast. And David's not even here. Oh, good Lord. Well, I feel like I gave you the crummiest. um, I don't think there's any. I don't know how I've helped you at all. All I can say, (laughs) here's what I can tell you, Lori. We can stand each other. I no longer 
And you're now I'm going to say this and I know you're going to be like, girl, she's making that up. I'm telling you, sister, I'm not. I'm not making it up. I no longer have to take my plate into the other room because I'm worried somebody's going to spit in my food or do something to it. <laughs> girl, I can just get up and walk to the kitchen and get myself a refill on my cold drink. I do not have to take my food with me out of fear anymore. And it's so funny. And I I know, let's say, I'd say 70% of the people listening to this are like, girl, I know what you mean. And the other 30% are like, are you serious? You thought that your sweet set kids (laughs) would spit in your food? Like, yeah, we did. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Listen, I think if they could have figured out a way to commit the perfect murder where they could have disposed of my body effectively... Girl, I'd be out. Oh, yeah. Now, they probably would have let my son live because, you know, they, they started to get a little used to him. But <laughs> me and my crazy dog, my four pounds of curative chihuahua that tries to bite their toes. Uh, <laughs> yes, we would have been dead, buried. Nobody would have said us no funeral. That mm-hmm. would have been how it was. Well, and you've seen it in the Facebook group with stepkids trying to kill the step parents. And if you look it up, it happens a lot. <laughs> What is amazing is if when all this was going on and they and the stepkids were literally <laughs> telling their father, you know, if you don't divorce her, you know, I'm going to run away. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And if you would have said that I would be laughing about it, you know, two years later and that, you know, I would be able to walk through the kitchen and grab the cute blonde one is what I call him, Abercrombie and Fitch model, uh-huh. grab him by the neck and he would struggle to get away. And I would say, accept my love. You will accept my love. Accept it. Accept it. <laughs> you know, and, and we would joke around and slap fight each other and stuff like that. If you would have told me we would have gone from, he just shoved me in the kitchen, at, you know, two years ago and said, get out of my way. I'm telling you, get out of my way. <laughs> to, you know, accept my love. I force you to accept my love. <laughs> and he's, you know, trying to get free and saying, get off me, get off me. I wouldn't have believed you. you yeah. Convince me. That is awesome, though. I'm so glad that you found the Academy and that you worked it because if you wouldn't have worked it, it wouldn't have worked. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure that. People may think, you know, especially in the Facebook group that, oh, my gosh, what is this girl? Is uh, is this woman over here? You know, is she getting paid by the referral or what? What is her deal? Because if somebody asks, you know, if I make a comment or somebody asks for help and I I comment, there's a 50-50 chance I'm going to say something about the Academy. But that's just because I've tried it both ways. I've tried step parenting. You know, the way everybody tells you, which is treat them, everybody has to be treated the same. You got to love them like your own. It's got to be unconditional. You can't make any difference in how you treat your bios and your stepkids. Well, that had everyone in our family ready to kill, run away as someone else was trying to kill them. I mean, that didn't work. So then I tried to learn how to nacho by just doing the podcast in the Facebook group and reading the blogs, which was helpful. I'm not going to say it wasn't helpful. It did help me learn some, but if you compare that level of understanding to where we are now, I mean, there, there's not even a comparison. 
And so I always tell people, just give it a month. Try, I mean, it is cheaper to pay for a month in the academy than it is to pay for one copay. Now, some of y'all might have that super good federal government <laughs> insurance that you have a $20 copay. Girlfriend over here does not have that, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. I am a state investigator, but I work for the state, not the feds. We got a high copay. It is a $50 copay, so I could get a whole month in Nacho Academy mm-hmm. and coaching calls, videos, blogs. You can watch them as many times as you need to because you know I don't always get stuff on the first try with my little uh, challenges I have. <laughs> so well, that's a different podcast. If you want to talk about <laughs> neurodiversity, come back. I'm here for you. I got you. I'm starting to think that we need to start a Michelle podcast. <laughs> So it, when when you when I look at it like that, okay, I could pay one copay for one counseling appointment, or I could have all of these hours and hours of the Nacho Academy where I could play stuff back, I can take notes, I can listen to, you know, I can go to the blog and I can do something, I can I can write it down and ask about it in coaching call. I'm gonna do the academy hands down. It's just if you really, I mean, now this is going to depend on how much time you're going to devote to it. But if you really, really, really wanted to do it, you could do the whole academy in two months, a month, really. Yeah. Well, and I would say two months just because that gives you a month to do the boot camp and then a month to do the change your stinking thinking. Right. Well, I mean, truly, but I'm going on at least a year, year and a half. I don't even... I'm not even sure. Probably a year and a half in the academy at this point. Maybe I should give you a discount. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should. But no, but the re- here's the reason why is because I like to go back and look at stuff. Sometimes I'm like, no, wait a minute. I there was a there was a course about this. What now? Because you know, neurodiversity, this neurodiversity over here, I don't always remember things. Mm-hmm. And so I like to go back and review. And then I like the idea, even though I don't do all the coaching calls. I like the idea that if if things really like exploded over here and we were about to go around picking up, scraping each other's guts up off the floor and putting them <laughs> in a trash bag, I could carry my trash bag to the coaching call and go, Lori and David, I need you to help us put our guts back together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> yes. So I to have that in the bag, that possibility. So that's why I still stay in the academy. Yeah, and there's what, 125 hours worth of previous coaching calls? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, at least. And yeah. I've listened to those a bunch because if I, with my work schedule, and it's getting more difficult as work picks up for me to do the calls, but I can always go back and listen to them. And it is very helpful, again, because I can stop it. I can listen to it again. I can mm-hmm. make a note. I can do whatever whatever I need to do so that I get it because I, you know, I don't want to talk bad about myself because I do think I'm all that, you know, plus a frito, but (laughs) I also have my, my slow points and I don't always get everything the first time. So it helps me to go back. Well, they say that you have to hear something, what, seven times to get it. Well, maybe for all y'all regular folk, but (laughs) some of us needed a few more times. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Well, you know, it's funny because you said a lot of times you'll comment that people need to join the Academy. And I know I do it. And I know people are like, oh, you're being salesy. I'm not. And I hate that there's no other way for me to phrase it. But if you ask us a question, 
I can't tell you how to nacho in one Facebook post. No, there's no, it's not, there's no way. Right. And I don't think that people understand until they get in the academy, either either that the academy or even the private group, which, I mean, heck, you could go to McDonald's. My husband spends more for lunch at McDonald's than it costs to be in the private group for an entire year, the anonymous group. Yeah, the Nacho Club. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So the quality of the advice that you're getting in your, you know, I don't want to get all too like um, spiritual or whatever, but you have to be careful what you're putting in, what you're taking in. Mm -hmm. And if all you're taking in is all the negative, all the, you know, my stepkids hate me and all the poor advice, you know, leave him, run, girl, I wouldn't put up with that. Mm-hmm. Throw the dirty dishes on their bed or <laughs> whatever crazy stuff you read every day in the Facebook group. You don't realize the difference in the quality of the advice and suggestions that you're getting until you get to experience it. And I'm not trying to say that you can't learn some things and and get some support. Sometimes just being able to vent and say, I hate my stepkids, they're evil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they try to pee pee in my fruit loops and <laughs> they pick their nose and put it in the peanut butter jar or whatever it is that you need to say, you know, about your stepkids or your significant other, whatever. I mean, there's a place for that and you can still get, you know, some solid advice, but it, there's just not a comparison as to the quality of the, the knowledge that you're going to get from doing the, the nacho club and the academy. There's just not, you just, that's just it people. I'm just telling you. Yeah. And of course I agree with you 100%, (laughs) but it's true. And again, I am not on the payroll. This is not a a commission. (laughs) There's no bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So next month when y'all see Michelle, the face of Nacho. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody wants to see that. Ain't nobody wants to see that. We oh, you're not, you're no, killing me! No, thank you, thank you, ma'am, miss, <laughs> miss, miss. Please put your miss, put your mask and your glasses back on. Do you need the baseball cap? Or ain't nobody wants to see that. Oh, please, <laughs> you're silly. Oh goodness, I'm overcaffeinated. <laughs> We're gonna have to have you back. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we haven't even talked. Uh, there's. Uh, Please, I feel like I've told you nothing useful, but there's a ton. There's a ton. I could tell you in-law stuff. I could tell you it's a lot. Oh, hang on. I'm going to make a note. Next time, in-law stuff. <laughs> In-laws. Ooh, girl, there's there's some situation there. Yeah, and how we've managed to transition. I'm the one that decided to let the 24-year-old stepkid back in the house. Yes. So he came back when he was 23. So, yeah, so we could talk about that and how that's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's plenty OMO stuff. Yeah. But I, here's what I'm interested in, Lori. I'm interested in how are you going to take all this nonsense that I have said, which is true. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm over here telling the truth, but good Lord, and how are you going to make this into something that would make sense and be useful? I'm interested to see that. I'm ready to be impressed. It is going to be beautiful, and it is going to help so many people. I have no doubt. <laughs> If I can do it, so can you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, I do have one more question. So when you said stepson could come back in the house, it's your house, right? Yes. 
I definitely have a soft spot for people (laughs) who get upset and say the stepkids, you know, they steal my makeup or my clothes or they break my headphones or grandma's vase or, or whatever it may be. Because I, the reason, well, there are a couple of reasons that we, my husband moved here instead of me moving with him. But one of the primary reasons is I owned this house free and clear before we got married. Mm-hmm. So there was no reason to go and pay a mortgage somewhere when I already had a house big enough for everyone that was paid for. Right. So they literally, you know, stepkids and the broke little roommates <laughs> <laughs> and their keeper moved in here. So I understand. I mean, I feel the pain when you have sacrificed and paid for something, you know, I've, I've been the one who has, we're on, let's see, we've been married four and a half years. We're on our third couch, third or fourth. I'm going to say third. We're probably on our third set of living room furniture. And now this is not just because I like to redecorate a lot because, okay, who doesn't, but it's, (laughs) it's literally because they broke the furniture. So I'm talking about literally breaking the frame of the furniture, wrestling and doing different things in the house. So I understand when people, I sympathize when they're saying they don't respect my stuff and they break everything and my partner doesn't care. And how do we handle that? And girl, I relate to it all. I relate to it all. I (laughs) I can't even tell you. My husband has had to teach my stepson to patch holes in the wall. We get, we're down to one left because the, the cute Abercrombie fish boy <laughs> who I hope people don't listen to this and think, oh my gosh, she's, she's got some weird crush on him. It's normal, <laughs> y'all. But he's adorable, but it's normal. It's nothing like that. Y'all get y'all's mind all together it, because he would get upset and literally kick and punch holes in the wall. So, wow, I understand what it's like. And when I've had to go to my husband and learn how to say, instead of, if you don't get this crazy youngin under control, I'm going to snatch a knot up in his head. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if he, <laughs> if, now see before when I was trying to parent him, like I would parent my own, I once said to him, if you break another thing of mine, I'm going to go into your room and find something of yours that I believe is of equal retail value and I'm going to break it. Not the nacho way. (laughs) Not the nacho way because that's what I would do to my own son because Uh we respect each other's property. That's something important that was instilled to me. We don't take something without asking. Even if it's our families, we've asked to borrow things and we return it in better condition, at least the same, but hopefully better condition then when we borrowed it. So Mm -hmm. I was not doing great with holes being punched in the walls, but I had to learn how to, instead of threatening to break your (laughs) stepkids items, (laughs) I had to learn how to say, um, honey, um, I'm going to need you to patch these. There seems to be some holes in, uh, one of the bedroom walls and I'm going to need you to get that patched and painted this weekend. Thank Uh you. Yes. Going to my friends. Enjoy. (laughs) I can't wait to get home and see the beautiful work you did. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's one of my pet peeves when people say, my house, my rules, because that discredits your spouse. That's their home too. Oh, we had to, that was, that was one I had to learn actually, because I grew up in a real strict, you know, respect the property and, and maybe, I don't know if it's the age or our culture, but I definitely, you know, grew up here and as long as you're under my roof in my house and I paid the bills in here, (laughs) this is what you're going to do. So I had to learn that I may own this building, the, you know, this house, this building, I may own this structure, but we all make our home here. Yes. And since we all make our home here, we all have some input as to how we want our home to be. Yeah. And that was a hard one for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like I, I feel like I may choke right now saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> I know. It's hard. It's very hard. Well, I really am going to end this now. <laughs> Get out while you can. Yeah, well, I'm no. interested. I, I want to see how this turns out. Well, I'm serious. I made notes because I definitely want you back because you have a lot to share. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I said that, that kind of came out iffy, but you have a lot of good information and you've come such a long way and you're entertaining as crap. <laughs> Not that crap's entertaining, but you know what I mean. Well, thank you very much. I hope I am more entertaining than the pile of poo, but <laughs> I'll, try to, I'll try to put a bow and some lipstick on it, girl. We'll make it work. I may be the pretty poo, but I'll be pretty poo. <laughs> Sparkles. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being a guest, and we will have you back soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. You All right. Join the Academy and Nacho on, Nacho Parents. Yes, not your own, people. (laughs) All right, that is the last podcast that we will have this year. 2021 is over, y'all. And remember, 2022 is the year for you. Woo, preach it, sister. The year for you. We need to start doing a lot of stuff this year for self-care. It's going to be the self-care year. Self-improvement. We have the self-love challenge in the Nacho Kids Academy. This is the year everybody should invest in themselves. Make yourself a better person so that those around you can become better because of you. Okay. That sounded good. It did. (laughs) But it's true. If you change how you react to things, you'll notice that other people around you change how they react to things. Mm -hmm. It's like going to Chick-fil-A versus going to McDonald's. You leave Chick-fil-A and they were very kind and you're like oh they're just so nice and you leave mcdonald's and you're thinking why do those people even work there they're obviously miserable and hate people well that's not true of all mcdonald's employees however i did read an article today that a mcdonald's employee jumped through the drive-through window into a car to help a lady that was choking wow and my first thought was they must have got the order right. <laughs> and the woman was so shocked. <laughs> she started choking on the fries. <laughs> and I apologize. No, it's not all McDonald's that are like that. But the majority of ones I've ever been to, they hmm. just throw the food at you. They don't even, if you say thank you, they don't say you're welcome. They don't even say thank you, kiss my butt, nothing. 
Yeah, those are the types of restaurants. It's not just McDonald's, but those are the ones where like they give me my food and I'm like, okay, is this all? Because sometimes there might be another bag. And they say nothing. Yeah, they hand you the stuff and they just turn and walk off. And I'm like, okay, are we done here? Like, is the transaction over? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it really is terrible that people can't just say thank you or have a nice day or that's it, drive through. (laughs) Yeah, or bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Move her right along. <laughs> and, you know, I try to be compassionate and think those people must really be having a bad day. Something Every must day. be going on. But sometimes they're just rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. Well, it's like you said you went to a store today. Um, oh, my gosh. A clothing store. And this lady was, you know, just had an attitude with the cashier person, right? Just walked up to her and started the attitude immediately. Mm-hmm. And you know, acts like she's the only person on the planet yeah. making comments like, well, you know what I ordered. You ordered it a month ago. Like like this lady hasn't had, you know, a thousand more people in a month's time that she's ordered stuff for. But just stuff like that, it does, it makes you want to, I don't know what it makes Slap you Slap somebody. <laughs> yeah. It makes you want to do things you probably shouldn't do to people. But, um, but it's uncalled for. And, and, and this is, kind of goes back to what we're talking about, about improving yourself. Typically, when people act that way, it's because they're miserable in life. And so they bring their misery onto others. And they're probably miserable because things aren't going their way, or they don't have good coping skills. Or they're in a step family. Yeah. or That's what I should have done. I should ask that (laughs) lady, are you in a step family? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or they don't. Because you sure un- do act like it. <laughs> they don't understand the difference between responding and reacting. They don't know how to communicate well with people. There's all kinds of things. All these things we talk about in the academy about how to improve relationships, improve yourself. You know, all those things. They don't do any of them right. But I'm going to start handing out nacho cards. I know. We're just going to say, look, even if you're not in a blended family, you can benefit from this. Here, join the academy. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. It is true. I actually went to. Bohongolais, which is also Bojangles. You know, it's kind of like Target and Target. Bohongolais makes it sound a little better. Oh, does it? And the lady at the register was so nice. And I told her, I said, thank you for being so nice. And she looked at me and said, wow, thank you for recognizing that I'm being nice. I hope y'all weren't talking to each other like that. Yeah, and I'm like, no, <laughs> thank you for thanking me for thanking you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hold your hand and let's sing all anxiety. But here's the thing, is that lady really was nice. You know that very few people in drive throughs get compliments. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that when someone is nice or friendly or goes out of their way for us, that I thank them. Well, it's like anything else in life. When you want that behavior from somebody, then recognize it when it's there, mm-hmm. and they'll continue to do it. I've even called places before and say, I just want you to know that so-and-so in your drive through is awesome. And you should. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yep. But I'm but, still nice to the people that are rude to me. Yeah. But it is something that people will complain about the bad service or the bad attitude, but they won't thank somebody for the good service or the good attitude. Mm-hmm. And you should go out of your way to to uh, recognize those people who are doing what you want rather than recognizing those who aren't. <laughs> right. 
Exactly. All right. All right, folks. We're wrapping up 2021. Getting into 2022. Wrapping it up in a trash bag. <laughs> Throwing it out. All right. So new year, new you. How many times have you heard that? <laughs> yeah. Don't even have to worry about the fact that it's a new year. If you're listening to this and it's July and you're like, I just called up with the podcast and it's, it's okay. It's okay. You know what? Some businesses start their tax season in July. You can start <laughs> your year in July as well. Start your new year, new you today. Yep. So you don't have to look for a certain day. Some people do, hey, the you know, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. I'm going to start working out on in July. Whatever, I mean, whatever it is, you don't have to pick a time to start except now. Now is the best time to start, as always. So improve yourself now. Improve your step family now. Don't wait. Get her done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Definitely ending on that note. All right, we folks. wish you all a very, very happy new year. Yep. We'll see you again here next year. In the year after that. In the year after that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks. Talk to you later. And remember, life is good when you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.